far to not experience a new move of God. So uh, we all need to do what it takes. God's in this place. He's he's doing a work in hearts. So, you know, you need to do one thing. You need to encourage people that come to church here. If they're not here in church, they're missing out. Like the old used to say, you need to get out and under the spout where the glory comes out. Because there's impartation of the Spirit. And if you're not here, you don't receive it. Amen? Amen. You want to receive an offering? <laughs> you can give your perspective. Not to change the mode or atmosphere, I have two quick announcements. We've decided that since we have our nice new kitchen and the stools and all that, and everybody liked to have coffee at Hoskins, once a month we're going to do coffee and donuts. We're going to do it the first Sunday of every month, so it will start next Sunday. I know that's the time change, so you have to really shake yourself, but we'll get you. We lose an hour, so you need a little sugar in your bloodstream. And so, and we'll do it from about 9.30 to 9.50. Now, you know, I, I love, you know, I'm just honest with you. I, we need to fellowship with one another. We don't do it enough. But on the other hand, I don't want us to get so caught up in coffee and donuts that we aren't here and focused on the things of God. So about 10 till, we're going to start turning off the coffee pot and coming in here and focus on it. Is that all right? So um, so that's starting next Sunday. We'll do it the first Sunday. No, nah, the donuts are free this time. So, so um, the other thing was, um, just to, I haven't given you an update on the financial status from the flood recovery. We've been paying just a few bill, little bills off here and finish up electrical, finish up sound, all those, we've had the finances to cover that. We still have a few other bills out, so we're kind of waiting on that. But so far, you know, we're doing good. Any money, and we appreciate the money that's coming in, That's we're just funneling that towards all these things. And we'd like to have enough left over when it's all said and done to put that new brick on, you know, and a few things like that. So I just appreciate your faithfulness. Now we'll go to the offering. God just has not been speaking to me at all about finances. <laughs> he hasn't been giving me anything for the offering. And uh, I was sitting in the chair today, and Mike says, do you have the offering? And I says, he, I just don't have much. And so I'm not going to try to hype you up or do anything like that. Just continue to be faithful. We thank you for that. But God has been speaking to me about three things over and over and over and no kidding no kidding you know I don't kid around you know I'm not a BSer but the three things he's been telling me number one don't be afraid don't be dismayed be strong and of good courage 
Be of good courage. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. In other words, just don't look at what it looks like in the natural. The other two things, and if you are listening to him this morning, I swear to God, he, he did not know this is what God's been speaking to me. To be still and know that I'm God continually. Every place I look, I keep getting be still and know I'm God. In other words, just shut up and listen to me. Just put yourself in a position to hear from God. And the other thing is to wait on the Lord. And those were the two things. And I just over and over and over, and I can give you the scriptures, the scriptures, um, you know, all kinds of them, but I'm not going to go into that. God, God can say it. I do know he is doing a new thing. And I do know that for years I've believed it isn't going to be what it was always like. It's going to be different. Four years ago, you would not have believed that Donald Trump would be our president and be an advocate for Christianity. You would not have believed that we had a born-again vice president in the office and they were praying in the White House every day. And Lord, you know you would not have believed that Kanye West would have put out a gospel album. I mean, it's a, I mean, did anybody believe that Saul of Tarsus would write two-thirds of the New Testament? It's just like God. And I'm not saying yay or nay. I'm just being still and waiting on God. And, and God's, But I do know that God's going to do things that we aren't expecting. That's why we've got to be quiet and just wait and see what God's doing. Just wait and see. And the other thing is... If you're going to wait, waiting on God is not, I got the definition here. To wait is to look for, to expect, and to hope. It's expectantly anticipating. It's not sitting still and being dull and dumb and half asleep. Waiting on God is expectantly anticipating. And when we come here, we've got to expectantly anticipate God. Every day in our lives, we have to expectantly anticipate God. That means, Kenneth Hagin talked about you have to watch and pray. Don't just pray, but open up your eyes and wake up and start looking to see, looking around you to see what God's doing. And don't be dull to the fact that God's on the move, that he is doing a new thing. But we have to be still, we have to expectantly anticipate we have to shake off the slumber and we got to wake ourselves up and and just wait on God and so what do we do in the meantime I don't know it's like a cow at a new gate I don't know what God's doing but I know he's doing something and I'm just I just want to be on board so ushers you can go ahead and Receive this morning's tithes and offerings, and I just encourage you to be still. Make sure you take time to have time with God. Wait on God, but don't allow yourself to be dull. Wake yourselves up.
I've been just, I haven't really been following it that much, but David Letterman interviewed him. And he just says it the way it is. But he was dropping the F-bomb. And most religious leaders would say, Oh, my God. Give him a chance. He needs prayer. He's still carnal. And don't look like, Oh, I'd never do that. I could walk with you this week and hear a few things. And you're no different in kind you hear what I'm telling you? Give the man a chance to grow. In fact, Father, I pray for him today. I don't particularly like his music, but God, you're using him. He's a tool in your hand. We pray his heart be softened to your will. There be a hunger for your word that he would be accountable to a spiritual leader that will help lead and guide him. Lord, in the days ahead, let his speech be with grace, seasoned with salt in Jesus' name. You know, that's, I'm glad you brought mentioned his name. My God, that's a sign and a wonder. <laughs> oh, my, look at Trump. You never know what that man's going to say. But you know what? I love him, and he's our president. You can hear me. We're going back, and I won't go that long today, uh, as I began to reflect this week, because we started this whole year on, on understanding your inheritance, remember? And then we got off on the subject of righteousness for a long time. Now we're going to kind of unhook from that and go back to a, a subject that I believe the Spirit of God wants to hammer into our hearts and minds, and that's the subject of fellowship. We've been on that. We've touched on it. But uh, let me go through and we'll kind of review. You might just get the review today, and that's all. But whatever, if you're listening, the Spirit of God will deal with your heart. We said there can be no fellowship with God the Father unless relationship is established. Now, how do you establish relationship with God? Through the new birth. You have to have relationship that comes from being born again. Or you can't have fellowship with God. You have to be born again. Okay? Relationship is based on legal grounds. The sin problem had to be settled on legal grounds so that God would have the perfect right to impart to man his own nature and make him a new creation in Christ. We now have God's righteous nature, the ability to stand his, in his presence without the sense of guilt, condemnation, or inferiority. So in the days ahead, we're going we're gonna to answer some questions, and we haven't been able to do that yet because we got off on the subject of, of righteousness. But we've defined fellowship, and we'll define it again, and, and who we're called to fellowship with. Number three, what constitutes broken fellowship? How is that broken fellowship restored? And what are the, what are the benefits of fellowship? Boy, I'll tell you what, there are, there are benefits of fellowshipping with God. Amen? 
Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 9. I'll read it to you. The Apostle Paul says in verse 9, God is faithful. Say, God is faithful. By whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Say this with me. I have been called into fellowship with Jesus Christ, my Lord. And that's the highest calling you could have as a believer. You were called into fellowship with his son. The Amplified says we're called into companionship and participation. I like those two words, companionship. But what's partition, participation means? You're to participate. When you come into church on Sunday morning to fellowship God the Father and His Son and the Holy Ghost and fellowship with one another, you and I are called to participate. That's why I have to encourage Abe. He needs it. I need it. Everybody needs it. Amen? Because the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. And there's things in the natural right now. If I went by what I see with my natural eyes, it would be very discouraging. But we walk by faith. Amen? And we're not moved by what we see. When I turn on the news and hear these Democrats, and if you're a Democrat, well, come see me afterwards and I'll pray for you. There's some good Democrats. Don't get me wrong. Her side of the family, we're all Democrats. But they just kind of gotten off. And you need, you really need two parties for balance, but we're getting way off into the ditch, amen, we need to get back in the middle, Um, what was I talking about, I don't know how I got off on that, maybe that's God telling me to shut up about politics, oh, I won't, (laughs) I'm not going to shut up about politics, yeah, I was seeing the natural, so you know, I look at you and I look out here and I say, same people every Sunday. That's good. But you, you, there's got to be more. And there is. I'll tell you something. This city's bound by a spirit of religion. Now, there's some good churches out there. Not just in Norfolk, but all over. But they're bound by rules and regulations. Legalism. I was a legalist when I got started, but I tell you what, I'm more grace now. And I don't want to be sloppy grace. There's a difference. But I tell you what, it's like Kanye. When, when I was sitting there hearing all the good things about him, what he's doing, and, and they bleeped out his language, and I thought, I don't, he didn't, I could read it. I'm not an idiot. I knew what he was saying. But I didn't get mad at him. I wasn't offended because he did that. 
give the guy a chance. We got to give each other a chance. Amen. We're called into companionship and participation or fellowship with Jesus Christ. We're, now listen, I want you to see this. If you don't get anything else today, get this. Say, I'm called into the fellowship of the Father's Son, Jesus Christ. Now, who is simply, who is Jesus? The Word. See, Jesus Christ is the Word of God. So, you are called into fellowship with the Word of God. Let that sink in. Because if you and I don't fellowship in the Word of God on a daily basis, it'll start showing up. It'll start affecting your life, spirit, soul, and body financially. But if you will fellowship with the Word of God on a daily basis, I have had to learn after being so many years as a pastor, I am learning to be more aware of the Holy Spirit. Because He's the one on the earth right now moving. And if we don't fellowship with the Holy Spirit, yeah, you fellowship with the Word, but you fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Our fellowship with the Father is based on relationship. And relationship is union. Fellowship is communion. So we have to learn, like this morning, you know, that was genuine fellowship. That was koinonia fellowship, where we we participate, we commune with the Father and with each other. See, what I shared and spoke to Abe was fellowship because the word of the spirit behind it was right. Look at um, John 15. John 15. Fellowship also is based upon righteousness, and when you and I are born again, we receive God's righteous nature, and because we have the same nature, we are one in spirit, which leads to genuine fellowship. The reason you and I, if we're born again children of God, we spirit, it's spirit to spirit. That's why I said lift your hands and worship Him from your spirit. You don't need to speak anything. You can stand there and your spirit is in communion with the the Father of all spirits. Spirit to spirit, you learn to be quiet, you learn to be still. And for guy, I, I pick on Abe, but Abe and I are just, he's a brother from another mother. Too similar. We have to learn to be quiet and be still. Now, on the other hand, some of you could ramp it up a little bit. You're too quiet, too reserved. 
and two still. And there's going to be a day, I'm going to say this by faith, you will be shocked in the days ahead of some of these people and how they'll respond in the gospel. It'll curl your hair because it's God. In John 15, it says this, Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. It says, verse, look at verse 4, it says, abide in me. We're talking about fellowshipping with who? Jesus. Our fellowshipping with, and who is Jesus? The Word. So we could say, abide in the Word and let the Word abide in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in the Word. Now we're talking about bearing fruit. I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in the Word and I in him bears much fruit. For without the Word you can do nothing. Now I'm paraphrasing, I'm putting Word for me, but the Word is Jesus. Without the word, say that, without the word, I can't do anything. I can't bear fruit. If anyone does not abide in me or the word, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are, bur and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Abide here means steadfastly. And it mean, this is a great word, a great description for abide. Continuously. So true abiding in the word is being continuous. Continually, day after day after day after day, you're abiding in the word. Then you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Maybe you're not receiving what you desire because you're not abiding in the Word. Are you listening? By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you'll be my disciples. So fellowship is abiding, fellowshipping with Jesus, fellowshipping with the Word, spending time in the Word. Now, I, I believe this. I believe because people, how many of you know there's different personality types? I'm a definite type A. There's different personality types. And I believe every believer is wired different. Isn't that good? We don't want to all be the same. We don't want to all be robots. Some people are so focused, all they do is their, their nose is in the Bible. And, and that's great. Don't get me wrong. But they have no prayer life. Then there's people that pray Shonda Honda all the time, and they're never in the Word. You get what I'm saying? There has to be a balance. You need the Word, you need prayer, you need the Spirit. We also said um, there's a danger of losing your fellowship with God by replacing it with duty. We handed out, Pastor Brad handed out those forms to fill out. You know, I don't want you doing things here out of a sense of duty. I want you to do it because you know it's the right thing. We also said 
You cannot walk in love without fellowship. How many there? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> How many have a problem with your love walk? Don't raise your hand. It's a fellowship problem. If you have trouble loving others, and don't get me wrong, there's days I have to bite my tongue, I get upset. That's not the way. Jesus didn't have to bite his tongue. You know, Jesus had a perfect right to slap Peter and John around. <laughs> it's stupid. Some of the things they did and said, amen, Peter himself, but he walked in love. So if you're in fellowship with God on a daily basis, fellowship with Jesus, fellowship in the Word, fellowship with the Holy Spirit, pretty soon that love is going that love, agape love is going to be stirred up, and you're going to be able to mingle with other people and love them. Amen. So say it. Yeah, you might you might have a problem walking in love. But I want you to think about it. It's not so much a love problem, it's a fellowship problem. God, you're quiet. Is it because I'm telling you the the truth? It's a fellowship. You've got a fellowship with God. We said there can be no growth. I'm almost done and I'll quit. There can be no growth in faith, growth in grace, growth in knowledge, growth in joy with broken fellowship. So if there's no faith, if there's no grace and manifestation, no knowledge, or if there isn't any joy, here, here again, it comes down to a fellowship problem. You're not fellowshipping enough with God. Here's one. I uh, Should I skip the next one? Everybody say, yeah, skip it. Because this, this applies to me, and it also applies to you. All bitterness, criticism, and unkindness is the product of broken fellowship. I'm just going to quit on that. Let's quit on a good one. What do you mean? That means if you're so quick to be critical, should we all raise our hands? You know, if we're so quick to be unkind, judgmental about other Christians, other people, what's going on. We're all guilty of it. Here it comes down to this. It's a fellowship problem. You're not spending enough time with God. here today and what I said really hit home. <laughs> it did with me. And if it did with the preacher, it probably did with you. Then let's work this week on a fellowship. With who? I'm going next door to the neighbor and have coffee and donuts. Well, that's fine. 
But spend time in fellowship with God and in the Word first. So that anointing and that love and that joy and that peace can flow to you and then it can flow to your neighbor. But if you don't have anything to give, it all comes down to you're not spending enough time. We all have busy lives. Let's stand up. <coughs> you know what? I, I'm always proud of the fact. I, I know we're not supposed to be proud. But I've always been proud of myself. If I say we're done, we're done. Have you? Have, right? Brad, are you listening? If you say in the future you're done, then be done. God is God speaking to you today? How do you close a service like this? Thanking God. Father, today we're so thankful that every day we have the privilege, the responsibility, and the honor to fellowship with your son Jesus around the word of God. We're so grateful Holy Spirit, that we can talk to you and fellowship with you and pour out our heart to you, good and bad, and you still love us and you'll still lead and guide us. Thank you so much for what you're doing in my heart individually. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing in every heart here and this church corporately. We'll never be the same. We do not want to stay the same. We want to grow. We want to develop more intimacy with you. So Holy Spirit, lead us this week. Prompt us. Give us the desire, the prompting to spend time in the word and in fellowship with you, Jesus. We love you. Say, I love you, Jesus. Say, I love you, Holy Spirit. I love you, my God and creator, my heavenly Father. Start your day like that. End your day like that. Amen.